Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo. We are Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to be here with you recapping week two in the Big 12 Conference. Thanks so much for being here and joining us as a uh, part of the show. We are on Facebook Live. We are on Periscope. This will be up on YouTube and, of course, on our podcast uh, later today. So, a lot to get into here. We're brought to you by mybookie.com. And use promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, you get a 100% sign-up bonus right when you deposit. They are doing great work. They're a very important partner for us. So mybookie.com, promo code BIG12, and you get a 100% deposit bonus. And by the way, our picks, my picks, are 5-0 and so far this season. So we're rolling thus far, and we appreciate you joining us. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. So uh, BIG12 yesterday, it was one game on the schedule. We'll get to the game that was canceled, but the game on the schedule yesterday was Oklahoma State beating Tulsa 16-7. to And the best thing you can say about this game is that Oklahoma State did not lose it. A win is a win is a win. But, boy, you watch this game, and Tulsa's up at halftime 7-3. And you're thinking to yourself, I'm thinking to myself, is the Big 12 going to blow it again? Is the Big 12 going to find itself in a situation where they've got to deal with another loss to a group of five team? Because that's what it looked like there for a period of time, right? Uh, It was not looking good for Oklahoma State early in that game. And there were a plethora of reasons why. Spencer Sanders gets hurt with a lower leg injury after the first couple of drives. But on the first drive in particular, I mean, Spencer Sanders is going to have a very short career if he doesn't realize that he cannot get himself killed as a runner. And there were times when he is just unnecessarily not getting himself down, and he's got to do a better job of that. You know, he's not a freshman anymore, okay? He's got a bunch of games under his belt from last season. He's got to know better. I'm not saying he's a senior veteran who, you know, no mistakes can happen like that. But for a guy who's been through some of the battles, he's got to do a better job than what he was doing. And he was not doing it yesterday. And then he, of course, has to leave the game with a lower leg injury. And that should not have shocked anybody. That first drive, I'm watching it for Spencer Sanders. And there were twice, two times, when Sanders got himself blown up, and I'm saying, what is this guy doing? I mean, Mike Gundy's got to get to Spencer Sanders and say, dude, you can't be doing that. Uh, And then also, you know, you found out yesterday why Chuba Hubbard, uh, at least in part, came back. I'm not saying he didn't come back for all the right reasons, winning a Big 12 title, getting to a college football playoff, which he said he wants to do. But if you're going to play at the next level, Chuba Hubbard has got to be able to be better in pass protection than what we saw yesterday. And by the way, that was happening about uh, in the first drive of that game against Tulsa. And if that's happening against Tulsa for Chuba Hubbard, what's it going to be like against OU, against Texas, in the NFL? Uh, Chuba Hubbard, for all of his talent as a runner, uh, he's got to work on that pass protection because you can't be a three-down back in the NFL and be that poor at pass protection against Tulsa yesterday. So, Chuba Hubbard's got some things to work on, certainly, to round out his game for the next level, and that was evident yesterday. I mean, those of us that watched him last year knew it, but it was back on display yesterday in that game for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So, you think about how things went yesterday for the Pokes. Field goal, fumble, punt, punt, fumble, end of half, it was a mess. Ethan Bullock comes in at quarterback, the JUCO transfer, and just looked 
I mean, he looked terrible. He did not look like a guy that should be starting at the group of five level. Never mind the power five level. Never mind for a team that's supposed to compete for a Big 12 title, even if you are the backup. I mean, that that's how bad he looked. And I was willing to give him a couple of drives to get going. But, uh, but geez, it was tough watching Ethan Bullock yesterday at quarterback for uh, – for Oklahoma State, and I can't believe it took Mike Gundy so damn long to pull him out of this game. Uh, unbelievable that Mike Gundy overthought this thing so much. When you've got Shane Illingworth, four-star stud, yes, he's a true freshman, but you know what? It's Tulsa. Throw him in there. What do you have to lose? I mean, seriously, this is a free year, by the way. Don't forget, it's a free year for everybody. Um in college football. This year does not count against your eligibility. So Illingworth is going to have an extra year. Throw him in there and see what the kids got. And by the end of the third quarter, when Mike Gundy finally did it with Oklahoma State still trailing in this game, 7-3, to three, you got a little bit of spark there. Uh, he finally, the, the first play from scrimmage for Shane Illingworth, true freshman quarterback, coming in, getting the job done for Oklahoma State in um, – basically in relief for Ethan Bullock, four or five, 74 yards, but he gave them an offensive spark that they needed. Right out of the gates, Tylen Wallace, jump ball down the right sideline. Haven't really seen that. It reminded me of Mason Rudolph is what it reminded me of watching him yesterday on that first drive. And he just put it up there. Tylen Wallace, one of the best jump ball wide receivers in college football, if not the best, went up, did what he does best and came down with the football. And, you know, Ethan Bullock didn't have that accuracy. We saw that. It was very evident yesterday. But even if he did, I thought Casey Dunn, the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma State, had a shaky start to his uh, play-calling career. I I know you want to be vanilla, and maybe that's coming from Gundy, and I know you want to be careful and everything else. But, man, I'm watching this, and I'm saying to myself, dude, could you throw the ball downfield for a second? Can you throw the ball downfield for a second? Please, can you do that? And he did not do it until finally Illingworth got in the game. Uh, And we can take your comments on Facebook Live and also on uh, Periscope right now on Twitter at Heartland underscore CS. We'll have this up on the podcast and YouTube as well. Joe writes on Facebook Live, where's your Heartland College Sports cap? No caps yet. We just got the hoodies. No caps. Uh, Tim writes, uh, Shane might be better long-term than Spencer Sanders. I agree with that, actually. I agree. Shane Ellingsworth may be better than Spencer Sanders long-term for, uh, for, for Oklahoma State and what the offense is, right? What it's been. Think about when it's been great. Mason Rudolph, Brandon Whedon, these guys can get the ball downfield on a dime, solid accuracy, I don't know if Spencer Sanders has that. I mean, he's more of a dual-threat guy that I don't think of being in the mold of what Oklahoma State quarterbacks have been for the last, you know, 10, 12 years or so. He just he doesn't fit that mold. So I agree. It's going to be very interesting if Sanders is out for an extended period of time. And, you know, what happens here for Oklahoma State is, you know, you got a quarterback now that's a true freshman that's getting confidence that people like. And Illingworth, you know, is is strutting his stuff, and he looks like a Mason Rudolph light. Are you going to go back to Sanders? Uh, that could be very interesting for Mike Gundy in this program, depending on how that plays out. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. On Periscope, uh, Pete, if Gundy – oh, 
Did I miss it here? Hold on. Did I blank out? I didn't mean to black out if I did on you there, Periscope. Sorry. If Gundy doesn't get to a Big 12 championship this year, does he get canned? No. No, 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 no. No. No way, no how. Uh, I know it was a weird offseason for Oklahoma State, but let's be honest. No one's getting fired this offseason. These athletic departments are getting destroyed, absolutely destroyed in terms of their revenue streams. I mean, if you're going to fire a guy and pay him tens of millions of dollars to go away when you're furloughing $40,000 a year employees, I, you, you, no, it's not happening. Mike Gundy's not getting canned if they don't get to a Big 12 championship game this year. I just I don't see that any way, shape, or form, no doubt about it. But you go through this game yesterday, and, and you're watching this game, and you're saying, where was Illingworth all afternoon? Uh, and, and where were the shots to Tylen Wallace? He had no catches in the first half, none whatsoever. So I think Gundy deserves some criticism for how this game went. Thank goodness they got the win. I mean, it would have been just horrible if they, they lost this game based off how last week went for the Big 12 Conference. But they won the game uh, good, and the Big 12 is not going to be the laughing stock of college football this next week. They would have been once again if Oklahoma State lost to Tulsa. And the Big 12 might have just called it a season. Um, no doubt about it. They might have just shut things down. But it was weird, too, because I saw, like, Texas fans trolling the rest of the Big 12 being like, oh, it's just us and OU. Why don't we just play the Red River rivalry 10 times and call it a season? I, I mean, how could Texas fans – how do Texas fans say that? And I'm high on Texas this year. I think they'll finish third. I had Bedlam in the Big 12 championship game, OU Oklahoma State. But how did Texas fans say that? I mean, you know, I love you, Texas fans. Uh, I love your team this year. But how, how can you pump your chest like that when you've been to one Big 12 title game the past 10 years and you haven't won a conference title and going on a decade and a half? Uh, how, how do you say that? I mean, seriously, come on. I mean, take it easy, all right? I, you, you got one game. You beat UTEP. Congrats. Let's go through the season here. The other part of Oklahoma State's game that bothered me was the offensive line. It got stronger as the game went on, but that O-line was messy, very messy. And they open up Big 12 play against West Virginia next week, and the Mountaineers have arguably the best defensive line in the league, one of the best. I mean, Darius Stills, preseason pick for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, is a stud. His brother Dante coming off the edge. This is a really, really good defensive line for West Virginia. And if Mike Gundy doesn't get that Oklahoma State offensive line figured out here in the next, uh, you know, few days, whew, boy, better be careful. Better be careful. West Virginia could sneak up on you. Um, but give the give the Cowboys defense credit as well for how it played yesterday because the Cowboys defense looked really good and I don't think this team would have won this game uh, you know with any of the defenses that it had the past five years. The defense kept Oklahoma State in this game. It gave the offense time to figure the things out. I think previous Oklahoma State defenses would have been down you know, 21-3 in this game, and they would not have been able to dig out of it. The defense did itself a good, good job. So for all the critiques that we have of how the Cowboys played yesterday, I've got to give the defense credit for what it did and how it took care of business as well. It was very impressive. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It's great to be here with you. Uh, Baylor, by the way, Baylor had itself a situation. That game gets canceled against Houston. Now, Waco officials have told our friends at Sikkim 365 that the city had no involvement in postponing the game. But here's what's sketchy about this whole thing. What's sketchy about this whole thing is the fact that there were multiple players, 
according to Colt Barber, who tested negative multiple times leading up to the game, but they could not play because of contact tracing due to COVID. So these players were near other players who tested positive for COVID, but they tested negative and couldn't play. That is insane. I know we got to take care of the players and safety has got to come first. I am all on board with that. But can we not overreact in some capacity to what is going on here with this? If a player tests negative several times before a game, I think we can throw the contact tracing out the window. The whole point of contact tracing is to get a hold of people and say, hey, uh, you might have tested positive. You're in contact with this person who tested positive. But if you test negative, th that's insane. All right, that is completely ridiculous, completely ridiculous. And I know these are the Big 12 protocols, and they've got to do a lot of this stuff to make themselves look good and make it look like they're being safe and putting safety first, and they should. But there's putting safety first, and then there's just uh, doing things that make no medical sense or common sense whatsoever, and that's what this is. That's, that's really what this is. Um, and by the way, speaking of things that make no sense – these electronic whistles that Oklahoma State's been using and I guess are being used across college football that nobody could hear in Stillwater yesterday. Are we really going to sit here and, and use electronic whistles? Everybody on that field had tested negative, right? Nobody on that field, theoretically, is positive for COVID. If it is, they got through the system and, you know, something else is going on. But you're telling me guys can't blow a damn whistle? Are you kidding me? No one can hear these electronic whistles. They got to figure this thing out. And once again, this is to make it look like they're doing something, not because it actually makes any type of common sense. It's just crazy. It's completely, completely crazy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, just, just, I, I feel for Baylor. I feel for the fan base. I was really looking forward to that Houston game last week and seeing how it was going to go down. So, unfortunately, that is not something that um, we can talk about. Outside of the craziness that is, you know, the contract tracing protocol here with this, which once again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying player safety is not important. It should be number one, but it should be number one using some medical sense and common sense. Okay. If a guy tests negative five times, which is what Sikkim 365 reported, he should be allowed to play football. All right. He should be. On the uh, Facebook Live page, Pete, does Baylor benefit from having the extra practice from the canceled games before their first game? No, I think you want to play that game yesterday. I, I do. I think that's the best thing. These guys have been practicing for a long time. You want to play games, see live bullets. I don't think they benefit from not playing yesterday. I think they should have played. That would have been the best thing for them. So, uh, and I think that's, you know, Dave Aranda's dying to get out there, dying to get out there. Joe on Facebook Live, I think the Mountaineers have a good chance to take down OSU this coming Saturday. Your thoughts? I agree. I agree. People should not overlook the Mountaineers this year. Don't do it. I know they had a rough season to start the um, Neil Brown tenure. Don't overlook the Mountaineers. That defense is really solid. If that running game can pick things up like it did in week one, I know it was Eastern Kentucky, but don't overlook the Mountaineers. They're a sleeper team to watch in the Big 12 this fall. I totally agree with you there, Joe. Totally agree. Mike Gundy's got to get that offensive line figured out. Uh, on the on what do we got on Periscope? Don't overlook ISU. I I'm not overlooking Iowa State. People call me an Iowa State homer, but I'll tell you what, they lost that game to Louisiana. Uh, they got some work to do there. I'm not buying the Iowa State hype until it gets to at least uh, October when October starts. All right, so I'm not doing that. Oh boy. 
Victor, how do you think K-State looks this Saturday against my Sooners? I think my silence tells you, Victor. I'm, I'm worried about that game for K-State based on what I saw in week one. I, I think they'll make adjustments and improvements, but I'm worried about them in a big, big way, especially after OU is going to be looking for revenge with the way last year went. All right, so uh, great to be with you guys, though. Don't forget about our partners at MyBookie. It's NFL Sunday, so you can do that there, of course, as well. MyBookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12. You get whatever you want. You put in 100, you get 100. There's no unlocking the money. You just get it, right? It goes right into your account as a free play. So that's, that's going to be great. Pete, October 3rd, Oklahoma comes to the Jack. You will see what ISU is all about. I think Iowa State can be really good. But you know what? I, I built up the hype train for a couple of years, and they let me down. So now i got to see it to believe it. That's all I'm saying. All right? All right, guys. Uh, you're the best. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We drop podcasts every week, middle of the week. Uh, to preview the games. So be sure to check us out there, and um, we'll be there for you as well. We've got free koozies for you. If you leave us a rating and a review on the podcast, you send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We've got koozies there. Appreciate you guys on Periscope, on Facebook Live, a little shorter this week, only one Big 12 game, but love the interaction as well. So you guys are the best. Thanks for everything, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk to you in the middle of the week here on heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care, guys.